You're listening to Real Relationships on JewishCoffeeHouse.com. I'm Mickey Lavenpell, marriage therapist and relationship coach. And I'm Molly Livingstone, comedian with a baby on her lap. It's my baby. And today on this episode, we are talking about... Why do people suddenly split up after 20 years of marriage? Yeah, why do they do that? We've seen it in movies, TV shows. Yeah, it seems a bit crazy. People seem like they're really happy and traveling along. And And I mean, you've you've done 20 years. Just stick it out. Exactly. Like, how bad can it be? And yet? And yet, suddenly, people just suddenly split up. I remember once, Gabby and I, my husband, we were at a a friend for a Shabbos meal. And the couple seemed totally fine and happy. And actually, it was funny. We, the reason why we even knew each other was because we actually had our babies at the same hospital. So we had that connection. And we, cel- we had just celebrated one of our children's birthdays. Obviously, they had it around the same birthday. And, and they invited us for a meal. And then the next week, we found out that they decided to split up. And we had done huh. all this stuff together. Was it something you said at the meeting? I was making? wondering. I was wondering, did I open up my big fat mouth? Did, <laughs> you know, what, what was going on? So I never really found out exactly what happened, but I think what happens is that, I mean, the way that I've seen it with the, with the couples that I actually work with, um, where I do have the inside scoop, oftentimes there'll be, one of the parties will be trying to get the attention of the other one. The other one is busy with something, usually work or some sort of personal issue, or they're dealing with some family issue that they're getting majorly involved with, but their attention isn't on the relationship. And so the other person kind of just decides to suck it up after trying to vie for the attention of their partner many times. And they say, okay, this is how it's going to be. I guess this is my marriage. Fine. And they kind of create a life of their own. And then all of a sudden, the person that was busy and preoccupied comes back and says, oh, hang on a minute. Where's the relationship? I want to have a relationship with you. And then they start to want to do something and have a relationship. The other person's like, I'm happy with the the status quo now. I'm happy with the way things are. I have my life. I have my business. I have my kids. Things are going well. And then the person who's not content anymore says, hang on, we need to do something. And they try to work on things. And the other person says, no, I don't want to do any work. This is how it's going to be. And then when they come to a loggerhead where neither one wants to do things differently anymore, um, neither one really wants to turn towards one another because there's so much, so many difficult feelings and so much pain. Um, when the pain threshold, it's really when the pain threshold feels too high that they suddenly say, you know what, we got to just pull the plug and we just got to do things differently. It's just like I'm, I'm like sighing in the background because I think that when you make it that far along and you know each other so well, first of all, it must be terrifying to make that decision and be on your own after being with someone for so long and yeah. set in your ways and that comfortable feeling to go back out. Like you see what it's like for dating you, Mickey. I mean, you hear it from a lot of people that you help with relationships. It's so ugly as it is in your 20s to go back out after 20 years. I'm surprised that people well, decide to do that. Well, I'll tell you, a lot of those people never did the dating thing. So they they have this glamorized mm. idea that dating is all wonderful and glorious because they never did the dating thing. Oftentimes, they'll have married the first person they met or their high school sweetheart, which might be one and the same. And so they don't really know what the dating thing is about. And so they have this exciting idea that... Well, there must be someone who's more exciting than the person I married out there because they are so bored by the person they're with or they're just so negative about the person that they're with that they just have this glamorous idea that anybody else has to be better than what I've already got. 
which really isn't true. If people were smart, they would kind of do a little survey. I'm not saying date, but I'm just saying like, you know, check out the uh, people in the cafes around them and just look around and see that people are people. People watch. You yeah, should just do a little watch. bit of, you know, whatever it is, do Male, the opposite female. sex, people, mm-hmm. people watching thing and really see like, is there really somebody else? I mean, look, you're, you're only going to superficial stuff about them. Yeah, but you said it's a pain threshold. It doesn't That's necessarily true. have to be that you want to be with someone else. You might be happier on your own. I mean, what you just described Absolutely. sounds like a person who has decided, I've made my little bubble now and this is working. I have my business. I have my working out. I have my friends. And my spouse has kind of left the picture. Right. And so all it means is I'll just live in a different house. That might be the case. But the question is how long can you really live without a relationship happily? I mean, obviously, lots of people do. I mean, I'm not saying that they do it happily. I'm saying lots of people live alone. Alone without a relationship. And they just kind of create their own little bubble. Mm. And some people are just, you know introverts and happy with their own skin and and they're happy just doing their own thing and that's great but there is a lot of loneliness that does creep in anyway we are totally veering off the topic so the question is really so what is it that's missing for people who decide to get divorced suddenly after 20 years of marriage I think what often happens is there's they forget to regularly check in with each other and communicate their feelings and talk about the dissatisfaction and talk about what's really happening for them. I've worked with a couple once who told me that they had, on their wedding night, they just completely missed each other in terms of how they were feeling about wanting to be intimate together. And one was feeling very shy, and the other one was feeling that they really wanted to be together with the other person, and they completely just missed each other's cues, and they didn't talk about it. And this was something that was totally foundational for, for the, the rest, rest of it. For the rest of their relationship, they just didn't talk about their feelings. And so they just started to develop these, these feelings of like anger and bitterness towards one another. So not checking in regularly and not communicating regularly is, is like a surefire way to, to kill your relationship and not want to be together after 20 years of marriage. Putting in regular deposits into the relationship. And what I mean by that is like doing little nice things for each other, writing little cutesy notes, little gifts giving a back rub. If acts of service is your love language, then, you know, making sure the house is really nice and clean for the other person and just folding things nicely. Or oh, just... my husband is listening. Yes, because <laughs> you're an acts of service chick. <laughs> I know. So just doing little things to make the other person feel happier. My and... husband did that, by the way. Good he, for him. He, I just want to say, he got from his friend who had an abundance of sunscreen. And sunscreen is expensive. And he knew that I would appreciate not one, but two bottles of it out of nowhere. So that was like a, a good moment that I did notice. Yes. Okay, back to regular special to, program. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so constant justification for bad behavior and not being emotionally present is something that you have to really check in with and pull up your bad behavior. Really recognize when you're behaving badly and not do that. Mickey, you say that so easily. That's like the <laughs> hardest thing in the world for oh, anyone yeah. to I do. Oh, yeah. I know. It just rolls off the tongue. It sounds so easy. But no, you have to really like notice when you're like speaking not so nicely or not giving each other hugs or just mm. calling each other bad names and things like that and saying, oh, you're lazy, you're this or that. You got to not do that. <laughs> Even if you think it, it's, it could go on in your head. You could be the most judgmental, angry person in the world, but you got to pull it in and really deal with your anger in different ways. Really being able to see your partner and enable your partner to see you, you know? So that's part of the communication thing. It sounds obvious, but it's really not. 
not over-focusing on other things outside of the relationship, but really focusing on providing, like really focusing on seeing all the needs of the people in the relationship, not just your wife, but everybody, and making sure that you're really meeting everybody's needs. And of course, keeping things alive and exciting, thinking of different ways to introduce different ideas and stuff into the relationship, whether it be in the bedroom or outside the bedroom, just constantly spicing things up. And so if you just, if you're just really conscious about, conscious and aware about the fact that you're in a relationship with someone, you're not just roommates, you don't want to have a roommate situation, you really want to connect with the other person, you want to feel good, and you want to make them feel good. And the more that you make them feel good, hopefully, assuming they're not a narcissist, and we can't take that for granted, and you care about the other person, um, the more you show that you care about the other person, the more they will want to show you that they care about you too, and the more that you'll be able to keep your relationship moving forward, and the less likely you will want to suddenly wake up after 20 years and say, why the heck are we together? Oh, God, I I hear it. I just, it sounds like, you know when your kid comes home with a lot of homework, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I don't want to do that. It just sounds like so much work on top of Mm. everything that's going on. And when you say 20 years, you know that that means that it's it's harder. Like you have one kid and it's just one round of diapers. And then you have two kids and you're like potty training one and someone's on the diapers. And you have three kids and one has homework that you can't do. And one still needs to be potty trained and one's on the diaper and one's on the boob. Like it just keeps going forever and ever. And yet somehow you're keep the spice and keep talking and keep emotional and keep focused. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, look, you're going to, well, it's not like you have to look, things are going to slide. Things are always going to slide, just like in a diet. Things slide. You know, we <laughs> cheat on our diet, not in a relationship. Uh-oh. Not in a relationship. That's another episode. But I'm not talking about cheating in a relationship. I'm saying, but you're going to let things slide. You're not going to always be on the ball. You're not always going to be up in your game. You're going to feel sick. You're going to feel cranky. You're going to feel crabby. That's going to happen. But it's about really pulling yourself up and trying to recognize when things are starting to slide and saying, hey, you know, we actually haven't uh, gone out for a little while. We haven't actually done this and that for a while. We haven't had a good check in, in where we're holding with each other for a little while. You know, doing that once in a while. I'm not saying that has to be an everyday occurrence. But otherwise, like, what's it all about? Why are we here? Mm. And if we're not constantly working on our relationship, and if we're not mindful about wanting to make things good for each other, then why are we here? All right. Fair enough. If people want to be mindful and they want to actually get some good relationship advice from you, how do they do that? You check out my website, www.mickeylavinpel.co.il. And if you'd like to come and see me and get a little discount, just message me with the words jewishcoffeehouse.com. You get a 10% discount. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Okay, so if you guys, as always, have questions, concerns, comments, you want some advice here that we can help you answer, you should write us at realrelationships at jewishcoffeehouse.com. This has been another episode of Real Relationships on jewishcoffeehouse.com. Subscribe to this and other great podcasts at jewishcoffeehouse.com, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And please go to iTunes and rate and review us. It will help us a lot. Real Relationships is a production of jewishcoffeehouse.com.